Shot of Inspiration. I'm Joe Lava. Thank you so much for being here with me today. It was a special interview series, Sunday Look Back episode. So today we're jumping back to my episode with Natalie Levin and Amy Ferris. Natalie is an amazing astrologer, intuitive, yoga teacher, opera singer. Very, very, very inspiring. Same with Amy Ferris. Amy Ferris is an author, a screenwriter, super inspiring individual, super creative. I mean, I can't even tell you how inspired I was after our conversation. So we're going to look back at these two episodes. We're going to pull out some nuggets of gold for you all. I hope you enjoy it. But before we get into the episode, tomorrow's Cyber Monday. There are a lot of sales happening all over the place. I'm sure you've been bombarded with emails, and I'm sure I have been bombarding you with emails as well. And I I do kind of apologize, but it is the season, right? We all kind of sign up for it when we play this, this game of life. So I wanted to let you know really quickly, if you head to my website, inspirecreatemanifest.com, click on the button that says holiday sales, you will see all of the holiday sales that I have to offer. There are two big things that I would love to tell you about. The first one is the Manifestation Roadmap ebook. You can get this ebook for free. It's available in my stand store. It's also available within this holiday sales webpage. And there's also the Manifestation Roadmap five-week masterclass that starts January 10th. We're going to hang out for five weeks. We're going to explore the Manifestation Roadmap ebook, the six-step proven process to manifest anything into your life. And if you register today or tomorrow, you're going to save $200 on this five-week masterclass, group coaching, and you'll get two free one-on-one coaching sessions with me as well as we move through this five-week process. Hit that link in the show notes or just go to the website, inspirecreatemanifest.com. Click on holiday sale. Now we're going to jump in to this look back episode. I hope you all had a beautiful Thanksgiving. I hope you all had an amazing Black Friday and got all of the goodies that you wanted. And I hope right now you can relax a little bit, maybe sip on some coffee or tea and enjoy this look back episode. In this first clip, I think this is perfect. The first clip is with Amy Ferris. We're going to jump around a little bit throughout this episode. And in this clip from Amy Ferris, she's actually talking about Natalie. So I thought it would be fun to start this episode with Amy talking about Natalie as we then roll into Natalie's episode. Enjoy the clip. Enjoy the episode. Thanks for I want to give a shout out to Natalie. Okay. What's up, Natalie? (laughs) I love her so much. I've known her... Oh my God, for years and years and years and years from New York. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here's a perfect example of a woman who really followed her own life. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, this is a woman who, when I knew her years and years ago in New York City, waiting on tables in some place on Amsterdam Avenue, and, and, we used to go to Buddhist meetings together mm-hmm. and she wanted to be an opera singer. She was married. She wanted to be an opera singer. And, you know, this is a woman who is living the truth of her life. And I just think she is remarkable. 
Yeah. She's remarkable. For for everyone listening, we're talking about Natalie Levin. She was on that on the show a couple of weeks ago. And she is honestly, when I talk to other people about her using the word authentic, she's the most authentic. And no, pardon my language, everybody, no fucks given. Right? No fucks given, no. Uh, I'm going to eat a, a, a bucket of ice cream and, and go live <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> and tell you about astrology. Maybe I'll have a chicken wing as well, <laughs> some ice cream. And maybe I'll dip the chicken wing in the ice cream, but then what I'm going to do is I'm going to pour some, you know, chocolate onto the chicken wing and tell you that it's really mole sauce, mm-hmm. but it is it. <laughs> and no, she is so, she is genuinely, genuinely one of those people that you think, man, she really, truly lives. She's, she is that butterfly. Mm-hmm. She is that person. And I, I just... I'm in awe of how she lives her life. So in credit with intention and beauty and no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's very inspiring. She is. And she loves you, boy. We're Pisces, you know, we're, we're Pisces <laughs> babies. So now that you know a little bit about Natalie and how both Amy and I feel about Natalie and how amazing Natalie is, we're going to roll into these highlight clips from Natalie. And this first clip is me inquiring on how Natalie started reading, offering sessions, doing astrology, really connecting to her intuition. Yes, I did. Um, Well, I about 14 or 15 years ago, when I was, I, I worked in an office. And it was, I call that my, like, my recovery job. Like it was the steady space for me to be and know that my paycheck was coming and like I had health insurance and I never had that before. Mm -hmm. And I was really not in a fabulous emotional state. And I would work in my office job and listen to astrology podcasts. I did not understand anything that I was hearing and something about, I chose people who had very, compassionate, caring manners to listen to. And I also, it felt something about it was felt comforting and resonated with me in that, oh, I'm in some sort of a larger context. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually people started asking me, oh, Natalie, what's going on with the planets? Because they knew I loved it so much. And I was like, oh, well, this is what blah, blah, blah says. And this is like some name are like Kipacha and orderly Michael Luton. This is what they say. And, and I would parrot it back to them, but people, and people said, oh, thank you. You really explained it in a way that I can understand. And it really was this moment. Um, I had a session with um, uh, an astrologer named Jost van Dyck. He's amazing. I will tell him that I'm mentioning him in here. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, looking at my chart, he said, oh, you're a mystic. You are, wow. And I was like, I like it felt really I felt very uncomfortable hearing someone use that word for me and he was like you are so connected to the all that is um it's absolutely that you'd be stepping into this and that gave me the permission to see myself in a new light and to step into my gifts and that was about four years ago and I started to work with one-on-one with clients keeping in mind that I knew more than they did, even if I felt 
like I did not know anything. Mm-hmm. And the feedback I would get was, oh my gosh, thank you. And, feel, I, and what you mentioned earlier, Joe, was the power of listening and to create the space where people, I am able to hear people. And um, I've learned through thousands and thousands of dollars of couples therapy and individual therapy and group therapy for um, people who have been sexually abused and in incest. Um, I've learned how to listen really, really skillfully. Mm-hmm. And so creating that space and then offering context for people of this is what's going on planetarily for you is a, is an incredibly powerful experience. I'm so honored to do this work. And I, I also, it just keeps growing and growing. And the more I soften and get out of my own way, um, I actually am starting to feel like I'm, I feel, I feel a little embarrassed saying this. And I feel like I'm channeling the guides and angels of the people that I'm talking to. And I feel embarrassed to say that because it feels like I would have thought I was full of bullshit. Um, and I don't know how else to describe what's happening. So at the end of that clip, Natalie talks about softening and letting go and getting out of her own way and being able to move in to channel and literally, you know, be that intuitive conduit for the people that she's working with. But also understanding that a point in her life, she would have thought that that was batshit crazy. And I relate to that so much because there was a time in my life that I was literally like, all of this stuff is crazy. All of this is batshit crazy. What am I, what am I doing here? And now here I am, right? I'm sitting on the floor recording a podcast. I pull Oracle cards. I'm a manifestation coach. And the more I can soften, right? The more I can get out of my own way, I can allow my intuition to open up so I can also be that conduit for the people that I work with. But it's crazy when we actually start stepping into our gifts and owning our gifts. It's a wonderful, wonderful experience, but also a little surreal. So if you're out there and there's that gift inside of you that that you're ready, start sharing it. Give yourself permission to soften, get out of your own way, and just say, this is why I'm here. This is what we're going to do. In this next clip, Natalie and I chat about her readings and something else that I am so in alignment with on this is sometimes it's really hard to define ourselves and define what we do. And sometimes we have to use words like readings or sessions just because it's what we have, right? It's it's the, the language that we have to try to summarize what it is that we do, but usually there's so much more, right? So an astrology reading with Natalie is so much more than just a reading. The word reading is limiting and I don't know what to call it. Like, um, I just say, let's work together mm-hmm. or a session. Cause it's, I'm not reading. We're, I, we are communicating on levels that um, most of us don't really talk about in our capitalistic <laughs> society. And that brings us right back to softening and softening into where we are and being okay and courageous enough to say, I'm here, I'm here to be of service, and this is what we're going to do. Who cares what we call it? We'll figure it out along the way. 
So this last clip with Natalie, this was recorded before we rolled into eclipse season. Now we're out of eclipse season. I mean, we're still in that shadowy area of the, the recent eclipses. But I did ask Natalie about what does the future hold for us? Not really. But I asked about eclipse season and we moved through a lovely conversation about how eclipse season has affected me and changes that have happened within my life. And really, you know, things we should be aware of as we move through this current time-space continuum. Enjoy this clip and this insight on the eclipse. Joe and I are talking about this through the veils of our experiences in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So take what you like and leave the rest about what we say, because it is not, we're not in your bodies. <laughs> um, Thank you for that. So, yeah. But, uh, um, and I want to, what I do, what's happening in the next, like October 25th and November 8th, we are entering yet another eclipse cycle. Um, so the last one we had was, uh, if you think about April 30th through May 16th and like a month in it. So the month of April, the month of May uh, um, was very impactful. That was our last eclipse season. And when eclipses come, it is as if we have been a portal to other dimensions is quite open. Um, we're having another come up, another series. And there, for those of you who are, um, have planets in uh, Scorpio and Taurus and Aquarius, Joe, you have this, and Leo, those are fixed sign energies are extra impacted. And Joe, you, so you, this past, these eclipses in May and April were, looked like they were quite strong for you. I don't know what it was like. It might've just like registered as like a blip, but like, it's sort of like, oh, I come along and I'm Joe Longo in the spring and I'm in this room that I've known for 20 years and the lights turn off for two minutes and then the lights turn back on and I see things about the room that I've never seen before. So I'm imagining something like that happened for years. I see those of you listening can't see, but Joe is smiling, which usually means <laughs> Just he's shaking there. my head. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Are you open to sharing a little bit of what that looked like for you so people can get a picture or is it too personal? Oh, no, no. I think they're, they're around. So kind of in, in springtime, Mm -hmm. Right. That That's kind of when it was. I started I've been listening to this podcast um, about manifesting, but also using our brain and neuroplasticity and all that stuff. And I signed up for that for their website with a year of courses and programs with all of these what they call deep imaginings, which are med meditations. But they kind of like there's a group that are inner shadow and a group of child and a group of all of, you know, the, where we bury things. And as I was mm -hmm. going through that, I was it was like I was pulling all of these layers of an onion away and realizing things that I kind of that like I was in a room for 30 years and the light got switched back on after 30 years and I was like holy shit I forgot about all that stuff wow. and forgot about that that person even and the, the knowledge and the beliefs that that young man had oh my gosh which kind I mean... of really shook things up and as it's all like as all this has been happening Natalie I've been from last Thanksgiving, I've, I've, I've had a little belly stuff that turned into, I think it's called GERD, GE, yeah. whatever, horrible yeah. reflux. But it's it's more of like, it feels like your heart's going to explode, not acid reflux. And because of this, I changed my diet completely. And in changing my yeah. diet completely, doing 
literally eating no more fun food at all. Like not oh. even a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm literally the same like size, weight, body shape as that person 30 years ago. Oh my gosh. So it's been really interesting, like going through that. So as you say, oh, it's coming up again. I'm like sitting here like, shit, what's going to happen? <laughs> wow. What's going to happen this time? And as I was going through all that, I was meditating, being like, I like, how can I, and this might sound a little crazy for everyone listening, but how can I, right, move timelines, right? How can mm -hmm. I move to the best version of myself? And what was the ver best version of myself? What did he look like? What did he feel like? And it went back to that kid 30 years ago, right? An 18 year old, right? Aren't we all amazing at 18? Mm -hmm. So that's where I went and remembered all of these things. Like in the, if you're, if this does make a video in the back, you can see there's my old football helmet. And I like yeah. I dug it out and I'm like, I need to bring this back because this is a part of me that I forgot. But that kid yeah. knew all of this shit that this guy knows, but forgot along yes. the way. So that's wow. kind of the uncovering if that was a long, a long uh, no, that makes little sidetrack. It also is gorgeous that it's a 30 year cycle because just often when people mention some sort of a time frame, it is related to a planetary cycle mm. and you are having a Saturn return of your relationship with your 18 year old self. Sounds and Saturn, that <laughs> Yes, and you come in and Saturn comes and says, hey, let's look at this again through more sober eyes and see like, what are the strengths? What do we want to bring along with us? This is some structure and system that Joe had at 18 that might serve him now. So can we bring it forward with us? So you're really doing this Saturn work Along and that is exactly it. it. Like, what did that kid have? Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful, amazing work. And and like, and so there, you're going to have another opportunity for this, Joe, um, and everybody. But Joe's chart specifically, I I know Joe's chart um, is also going to get very lit up. There's a partial solar eclipse on October 25th in, in Scorpio. Um, and Joe, it's going to light up for you your like planet of excitement and shock and change and electrical explosions um so for and it's in your area of your chart around teacher so i just you are like your electric energy is even more heightened this autumn um so i invite like if i were working with you what i would say that you have uranus supporting you like you are the lightning bolt and the eclipse is going to come and highlight that even more mm. and that's for the collective as well you're all going to be having this energy of around what you oh hi hi little baby girl it sells in the background talking. barking <laughs> like that. so you'll be uh, the collective will be invited to have illuminated um they get to focus very much on what, what, where are the parts of me that I have not looked at yet and that would like to be seen? Um, what am I not looking at that's unconscious in myself? Like maybe there's some story that when I was little, people told me I am not an artist. And actually I buried that and I don't want to even look at that experience and what that felt like. And maybe this fall I get to actually say, oh wait, how did I feel when that happened? Can I actually say to myself, look at you, little Jenny, you are an artist and you get to mourn the fact that you were told you weren't and now step into the fact that you are. Mm. That's like one scenario. And there's also another eclipse on November 8th 
in Taurus, which is about like, how do we land in feeling delight and joy that we're in a human body? What is, what's stopping me from enjoying being in this physical body? This is one scenario of how this could manifest. Um, I mean, I personally love food so much and that's very Taurus and that's a way that I enjoy being in human body. So like hearing the fact that you've had to take out all your fun foods, you've, you're now having to find new ways to delight in being in a human form, this incredibly enormous spirit that has to squeeze into an even smaller human form. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that's happening for this autumn is we have a billion planets retrograde. So, <laughs> a billion. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like almost every single planet that could be retrograde is. And we are being invited to revisit, reflect, re-systemize um, uh, all the rewords, reorganize. We get to slow down. There is not necessarily support to like, I'm going to make a whole new project happen right now. What I do have is a slowing down and a focus inside, looking inside, how do I want that to look? Because after Thanksgiving, yes, planets are not gonna be retrograde anymore. They're gonna be direct. And that is a like, that we're off to the races energy. Okay. So like, if I wanna do a slowing down and um, a planning process, um, this would be a good time to be doing that and thinking about what works for me and what doesn't. So I'm curious, after hearing that, if you reflect back on how that time was for you. How was your eclipse season? Did things come up for you? And now that we're out of the eclipse season, the planets aren't retrograde anymore. The slowing down is now kind of like, all right, it's time to start picking things up. How does that make you feel? For me, as I've been, you know, putting together this episode and listening to these little clips, it gives me a sense of relief and excitement as well, because that really is the way that I'm feeling. Like I've been looking at everything that I've been doing and creating and where I am in my life and the offerings that I put out into the world to work with people and new offerings that will be coming to work with people in the world. And there's now this new, like, all right, now it's time. It's time now. Let's let's get shit done. Let's make shit happen. And I hope you're feeling that way, too. But I'm curious, right? And I also want to remind everybody that it is okay if you are still sitting in that space of revisiting what may have been happening. And you're still just kind of moving and getting ready as if um, this totally just popped into my head. Those old, I want to call them matchboxes, but they were matchboxes, matchbox cars that you can like pull backwards. And when you pulled backwards, the, the wheels got all energized and then you let the car go and it went flying. But you had to pull the car backwards for it to go forwards. And that kind of is how I feel going through right eclipse season and retrograde that I was getting pulled backwards, pulled backwards, pulled backwards. All the energy was building, building, building. And then the universe let go and my matchbox car was finally able to go shoo, flying down the road doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. But I am curious, how is this? How has it affected you? And are you now feeling in that excited space? I hope you're feeling in that excited space, ready 
to make some shit happen. And I've been saying this a lot, that let's think about what we want to create in the new year now. Stop. Don't wait until New Year's Eve. It's great to sit down on New Year's Eve and journal and meditate and have a moment. But what if we use this time, this last month, to hone in on that, that burning desire, that thing that you want, those goals, those intentions for the new year. Start writing them down now. And then, yes, have that beautiful moment on New Year's Eve where you sit down and then really start looking in and feeling into the space of all of those intentions for the new year. Just a suggestion, but what do I know? So before we get into this episode with Amy Ferris, looking back on all of her wisdom, I want to remind you all, you can head to my website, inspiredcreatemanifest.com, click on holiday sales, and see all of the sales that are happening. Now, this first clip with Amy, we're talking about her new book. I inquired about where the new book came from because it came from Facebook. And I think this is so beautiful and interesting only because I've been a huge proponent of social media and using social media as a tool, right? Using your tools the right way. And sure, we can complain about the downfall of social media that, you know, all of that. Or we can look at things like this, right? Amy Ferris, yes, a writer, a published author, a screenwriter, very successful, brilliant, inspiring woman writes a Facebook status every day. That's it. Here are my thoughts. Here are my thoughts every morning. And then what comes from this Facebook status practice every morning? Amy's new book. And I think this is really interesting because there are so many people that will complain about social media and complain about the dark side, but we don't really hear things like this. Right? Where a creative said, you know what, I'm going to be creative and allow my words to flow. I'm going to put it on Facebook every morning with no expectations, just as a way to express yourself. And what comes from it? A book. I think that's really interesting and inspiring because I want, again, to remind everybody, it's all how we use our tools. It's all how we use these things that, that we've been gifted. We can complain about technology, or we can literally say, I am walking around with more computing power in my back pocket than they used to get a rocket to the moon. So how are we using these tools? Friends, you can do absolutely anything you want. And that's another reason why I'm sharing these look back episodes with everybody because I want you to be inspired. I want you to hear these stories of people that are kicking ass doing what they do without excuses, saying this is what I do. And maybe it starts with a Facebook post every day. Maybe it starts with an Instagram post. Maybe it starts with an IG reel or a TikTok, whatever it may be. If there is something inside of you that you would like to share, just start sharing it. Who cares about what anybody thinks? Who cares if anybody thinks it's good? Just share it. Just share it for yourself because there might be one person out there that it helps. So let's get into this look back with Amy Ferris. Again, this first question is about the birth of her new book. It actually did. And for about four years, 
people have been saying, oh, Amy, can you put this together? You know, can you, you know, have a compilation? And I was, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And then Brooke, you know, tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know, you got a lot of really good stuff here. People need to be able to read that. And so it's a combination of posts that a lot of, that really, really circulated and went viral. Mm-hmm. That, um, and it's also some new stuff that I wrote that I really felt like I needed to finally get out of my body. In this next clip, Amy goes a little bit deeper into using her pen as a sword and how writing actually helped her to feel more connected, a, a sense of belonging, right? Because all of us, we, we want to be seen, we want to be heard, we want to belong. And sometimes we just don't belong. Sometimes it might look like we belong on the outside, but for us on the inside, we feel like we just don't belong. I've experienced this a lot in my youth growing up, being a creative that didn't know he was creative, being a, an amazing athlete, but also having this artistic piece that literally made the athlete feel like he didn't fit in anywhere. It is a strange, strange time and just really wanting to be seen. And as I had this conversation with Amy and looked back over my life about things, it's really been this space of there were times in my life that I was doing things that I was good at, hoping that I would feel a sense of belonging, hoping that I would be seen. And even though I was seen at that time, there was still this feeling of not really belonging. So we all have these feelings, my friends. So what can we do to allow the feelings and the emotions to move, to flow through us, so we do create a sense of belonging in whatever that means for all of us? I became a Buddhist mm-hmm. well, um, at the age of 19, and that totally changed my life um, completely. And I realized that I had so much potential, mm-hmm. and I was... You know, it didn't matter if I dropped out of high school. It didn't matter that I didn't have a, you know, high school diploma. It didn't matter that I, if I went to college or not, mm-hmm. I had a passion and that passion got lit and I followed that passion and, you know, and decided that I was going to put my words, become, use a pen sword. <laughs> So change, change, you know, you know, I grabbed the pen when I was a little girl because I felt so completely different than other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had some really cool friends growing up, like my friend Ellen Klein. She was like the cool, cool chick. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, and a oh, girl around the corner, Susan Berger. But I think when you're a little girl and you kind of feel completely like you don't belong for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. whether it's now because of sexuality or back then, because I was just different. You know, I had a whole different feeling about who I was. And so I wrote a lot in my journal. I wrote a lot in my diary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, when I was eight years old, I was going to marry my neighbor and have his babies. So, you know, there you have it. (laughs) Um, But I loved uh, writing became my very best friend. 
you know, that, that diary was where I held my secrets Mm -hmm. and I had a little key, you know, like you did back then. And I knew my mother was never going to fuck with that key. And so I put everything into those little pink diaries Mm -hmm. and they saved me because I thought, Ooh, I have a place that I can share what's going on inside of me. And it took me, so I think I always, always loved, you know, writing and I loved painting and I loved anything that was creative because I felt like what was inside of me, I was able to get it out of me. I was able to release that. So staying on that theme of, of passion, Amy tells us about writing and when writing came into her life and choosing to use or create a pen sword. That's right, a pen sword. And again, coming back to that passion, right? She had that passion and she just started. Another thing with this clip, Amy talks about, you know, dropping out of high school, not having a college diploma and thinking, right? Like we all would. What's going to happen? We have to have all of these things. And I remember when Amy was, was, was sharing this story with me, I started realizing that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. But we live in a society that loves to look at the, the, the piece of paper. Let me see that diploma. Let me see that piece of paper that actually shows me that you know what you're doing. Right? And now here, I'm having a beautiful conversation with an amazing, inspiring published best-selling author that doesn't have that college degree that dropped out of high school and there's so many people that we hear about that that have dropped out of high school and have done all of these things right and I'm not telling people to drop out of high school or quit college but what I am saying is if you happen to take that path don't let it stop you now don't let it hold you back again if there is something amazing inside of you that you want to share with the world share it share it share it with the world in this next clip we're staying with the theme of belonging and amy meeting a young man when she was in high school in 10th grade and deciding to drop out of school and move across the country with him and as Amy tells us the story, right, she talks about obviously it didn't work and the mistakes, but when we make the mistakes, we should be learning. And then she shares such a powerful statement that her dad shared with her when her dad gave her a ride to the airport to move across the country. And think about that, right? Think about the courage that her father had to say, I, I know you're, you're in 10th grade and you're dropping out of school, and I'm going to take you across. I'm going to take you to the airport so you can fly across the country, live with a random boy, right? Talk about courageous and having that faith in his daughter, knowing that she would be okay. So it's very powerful. I don't want to ruin ruin the clip by me sharing it, so we'll let Amy share it. So enjoy this clip about mistakes and the wisdom that her father shared with her on that trip to the airport. I wanted so badly to belong. I wanted so badly to be liked and loved, Mm -hmm. you know? And so here was this boy 
who paid some attention to me <laughs> in the back of my father's car. <laughs> um, and, you know, he was going to Medford, Oregon to be with his brother. And it was like, you know, I'll go. Sure. <laughs> you know, he didn't love me like I liked him. Uh-huh. But I think that, no, high school didn't do it for me. You know, um, I had a craving. I had, you know, this insatiable craving to be rebellious and to find my own way, mm -hmm. truthfully. And my dad, when he took me to the airport, Joe, because he did, he took me to the airport to get so I can get on a plane so I can meet this boy. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Didn't love me. laughs> um, my father said he grabbed me. And he held me and he said, I can't make your mistakes for you. Wow. And that has been my mantra. And every mistake I've ever made, most of the mistakes I've ever made, have become very much a part of my mission. Mm -hmm. you know, um, what did I learn from that? What can I help someone else, else learn from, from my having experienced that? Mm -hmm. um, I am a very, very big fan of making mistakes. Uh -huh. I, think, I think that's that's what gets us where we are. And when people kind of put you down or demean or, or demeaning because you've made so many fucking mistakes, they have probably made more mistakes than you have. So I'm just going to touch back on that last clip. Very powerful, right? And we all have to make our own mistakes. We all have to make our own mistakes. The next clip, we're talking about failure and rejection. And Amy has this beautiful way of flipping the switch, changing the paradigm, right? Changing a no to an on. That every time we get a no in our life, let's flip it and turn it to an on. That we have to keep moving on. So enjoy this clip, checking in on rejection and how we can keep moving on. There is something so magnificent, truly magnificent, about facing some of our demons, facing the worst, you know, having failure and feeling like this is, you know, rejection can either knock you completely out or you can say, you know what, that no, really, that person didn't see, that person saw no, but I see on. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I flip it, the word no when I, when I get a rejection and I think, ooh, it's not a no, it's an on. Keep going on. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's something that we get to teach other people or encourage other people or inspire that we're on this earth to do our lives, not someone else's life. And that's it. Said perfectly. We are on this earth to do our lives we're here to live our lives this has been coming up a lot for me and looking at my life and the way i live my life and the people that i work with and realizing that it is it's our life and only we can live it and in realizing that then moving into the space of realizing we are our best investment if you're ever in a space of saying what can i invest in Invest in yourself. Invest in self-growth. Because this is your life. And you can grow and bloom in 
any kind of way that you want to if we remember that we are our best investment. So give yourself that opportunity to step into the best version of yourself, to make mistakes, to face rejection, and keep going forward. Thank you all so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this Look Back episode with Amy Ferris and Natalie Levin. You can find all of their information in the show notes. Give them a follow. You won't be sorry if you follow them. Thank you all for being here. Remember, if you head to the website inspirecreatemanifest.com, click on holiday sale, you can see all of the holiday sales that are happening. Remember, the Manifestation Roadmap Masterclass starts January 10th. If you sign up before Tuesday, that is this Tuesday, right after Cyber Monday, you're going to save $200, and you're also going to get two one-on-one coaching sessions with me. Thank you for being here. And if you would be so kind, like, subscribe, share, leave a star rating, leave a review. It really helps. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week, and I'll see you tomorrow morning.